Yeah, it's amazing that we can uh, tour all the way across India. I mean, from west to east, and then up to the north, and all over India, and then not get sick at all. And then come back to the good old USA and get flu for the week. And it won't let go, it's still. I'm still struggling with it, but, but I'm here with you all, so thank you all for coming. Uh, I don't really have a title. I have kind of an idea of what I'd like to talk about. Um, I guess I could name it. Let's say the easy way versus the hard way. How's that? Let's just pull that out of my sleeve. I didn't even know I had it in my sleeve. So feel free to ask questions at any time. If I don't uh, want to answer you, I'll just ignore you. Okay, how's that? Is that deal? Okay. okay. Well, we understand each other. Uh, easy way. We hear a lot about uh, self-realization. Anybody here not heard that term? I assume everybody's heard that. Self-realization. What does it mean? Well, we could say, well, it means realization of the self. So, but realization of the self. It's hardly Mike. Oh, oh, hi, Mike. Oh, <laughs> glad you could come. How's that? Better? Yeah. <laughs> realization of the self. What good is realization of the self if you just realize yourself? Then there you are, just you and yourself, right? Is that what you want? Have we thought through that? This is, is what's missing in this. If I realize myself, uh, what would be really nice to go along with that? Maybe realization of the Supreme the source of myself. So therein uh, comes to some uh, arguments, let's say, or disagreements, or different paths that people want to take. Uh, we define the supreme uh, in different ways. It's just like uh, I spoke uh, last week at the uh, Jewish community uh, high school. I can't remember the name of it. Do you remember the name of Tua Gomez? Israel. Huh? Israel. Yeah, really nice people. And we were talking about uh, differences uh, in religious beliefs sometimes comes down to definition of certain terms. Like uh, the definition, we define uh, eternity, eternal in a different way. Eternity, eternal. Uh, Many faiths think that eternity means starting now, going forever. So, but is that truly eternal? What about before now? So, uh, eternity goes all directions. You see, eternity uh, goes in the past too. If I am, if me, the soul, if I am eternal, then wouldn't that mean that I always have existed? Not only that I always will exist. So uh, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita that the soul, you, the soul, the living entity, 
does not come into being. You have not come into being and you will not come into being. You always have existed. So, so has God. God has always existed. So you have no beginning. He has no beginning. And you have no end and he has no end. You see? So uh, if I can realize my self, self-realization, then I really do need to do a good job of realizing that other major part of me, the Supreme, the Supreme Godhead. So again, here's another uh, difference that we see a lot of times in uh, religious beliefs. Um, some religious beliefs believe that God is spirit, uh, unmanifest. Just the, the, many people say, God is love. Well, I, I can agree with that. You know, it says, you know, God is love. But is that it? If he is love, then what about the lover? It gets a little complicated when we drill down and start to think about it like that, isn't it? We can say, well, God is love, and let's just leave it at that. No, there's more to it than that. He's the source of love. He is the original lover. From him, love emanates. So uh, for someone to love you indicates that they have something very, very important. Personality, right? You see, if they don't have a personality, how can you exchange love with them? Um, it's very difficult. Uh, you can, for instance, we can love this beautiful uh, tree outside here. Eucalyptus, old eucalyptus tree. has been here giving us great shelter and uh, service for so many decades, you see. But it's very difficult to have a reciprocal relationship because of the, the limited consciousness of the tree, he, he has difficulty in showing me his love or telling me or making me feel loved. I just know he's there and he gives shelter. You know, that's so I can kind of, have, you know, I really love the tree, but I don't feel it. You see what I mean? Does this make any sense? However, uh, with something like the Supreme God, well, we would expect not only reciprocation, but a supreme reciprocation, right? Not just a, a hint. You know, okay, there's a little love. Not going away. Leave me alone. You know, uh, we're talking about a supreme reciprocation. Uh, so, um, the personal aspect of God versus the impersonal aspect of God. Which one is correct? Why, they're both correct. He has that impersonal aspect. You know, we don't say that this is the only thing. You either have the personal relationship with God or you don't have anything whatsoever. No, we don't say that. Uh, Krishna talks about it in Bhagavad Gita. He talks about the uh, impersonal approach to ap approaching the Supreme. And he talks about the personal uh, realization of the Supreme. So he's going to talk about both of them in, uh, in the 12th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. So, 
Um, I'm going to just read the, the English. There's two verses. Krishna says, in talking about, because Arjuna, his friend, wants to know, Krishna, there's both of these aspects of you. There's the impersonal and there's the personal aspect. She whiz, heck, I want to know which is best. And so Krishna says, for those whose minds are attached to the unmanifest, impersonal feature of the Supreme, advancement is very troublesome. To make progress in that discipline is always difficult for those who are embodied. He doesn't say you can't do it. He just says, well, you know, that's, that is a path, but uh, it's a difficult path for you because you're embodied. And uh, gee whiz, you may have a tendency to speculate. Well, we see that. Occasionally, don't we? People have a tendency to speculate. I don't really know all there is to know about God, but heck, I can fill in the blanks myself. You know, and typically what we see people do is they borrow a little bit from this philosophy and a little bit from that philosophy, and they kind of put together a hodgepodge. You see, that kind of works for them. And that's okay. I don't want to criticize, but it's it's a, it's a bit uh, presumptuous to think that I can find the supreme, the supreme living entity, through my speculation, you see. So uh, does this make any sense? So this supreme, Krishna is saying, uh, it's difficult. It's very difficult. So uh, if it's difficult... Well, how difficult is it finding the personal aspect of the Supreme? Wouldn't that be more difficult? I'm thinking it would be easier to speculate about something that has no form and no personality. Uh-oh, I didn't mean that. I hope I didn't offend him. Okay, I retract that last statement. <laughs> you see what I mean? Wouldn't it be easier if... God has no personality, then I can just speculate. If there's really nothing there but spirit or whatever, who's to tell me I'm wrong? Well, your speculation isn't any better than mine. And we're not really talking about anything. We're talking about something that's unmanifest. Why, it's just love, right? So I can make it in my... In my mind, I can make it anything I want, can't I? Or as uh, important or unimportant in my life, my day-to-day -day activities, as I want. You see what I mean? Because it's just unmanifest. So that sounds like it would be easier, but Krishna says it's very difficult. So, But to find the personality of the Supreme. In other words, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Along with that would be his form. If he has personality and form, then he has pastimes. Like, what does he do? I mean, eternity is a long time. You see, it's kind of easy to think if God doesn't have a form, if he's just like air or energy or something, that he's really not doing anything. 
thing. He's just kind of vibrating, you know. Right? You know, there's, there's really nothing there. It's just love. So it doesn't have any he doesn't have to have anything to do. Right? But if God has personality, form, he must have something to do, so he has pastimes. And this is all on an eternal basis. Wow. This sounds like a lot harder to comprehend, you see, than to just maybe me kind of make him up. You see, fill in my own blanks. So let's see what Krishna says. In the very next verse, <coughs> Krishna says, but those who worship me, giving up all their activities unto me and being devoted to me without deviation, engaged in devotional service and always meditating upon me, having fixed their minds upon me, O son of Prita, for them I am the swift deliverer from the ocean of birth and death. Was anybody counting? How many times did Krishna say me? Five. Five times. That was a long sentence, and Krishna was he's making it obvious. You can tell God is a very good communicator. There's no doubts. Let me read that again. But those who worship me, giving up all their activities unto me, and being devoted to me, without deviation, engaged in devotional service and always meditating upon me, having fixed their minds upon me, O son of Prita, for them I, he throws in an I, five me's and an I, for them I am the swift deliverer from the ocean of birth and death. In other words, if you uh, fix your consciousness on me, Krishna says, I will deliver you. You don't have to work hard. Uh, you don't have to practice the Ashtanga Yoga. You know, the Ashtanga Yoga is very, very difficult. This is not easy stuff. Even Arjuna, who is such a great advanced soul, was telling Krishna, Ashtanga Yoga that you're talking about, me uh, achieving you uh, in that way, I don't know if I can do that. So... It would be very presumptuous for us to think, well, I know Arjuna couldn't do it, but I think I can. You know, uh, I'll join a, a yoga group and, and I'll, I'll figure this out. I'll, I'll be able to achieve the Supreme through this. So this is not likely. Huh? But Krishna is saying, hey, this is the easy way. You don't have to do it the hard way. Well, you can put me in the center of your life. You see, offer your worship to me. Uh, become my devotee, and I will deliver you personally. I will take full responsibility. Uh, you don't have to speculate. I'll fill in whatever you, it is that you need. This is kind of a sweet offering Krishna makes. He's kind of, he's really kind like that, you know. He's saying, if, if you'll put me in the center of your life. Now, uh, she was, how do we do that? How do we, you know, because he's, he's not there right now. He's not. We have so many things that give us uh, distraction from achieving the Supreme. You see? 
There's so much that we don't know. So we really need uh, to get to know Krishna. We need to get to know God. So in order to get to know somebody, we do something for them. Maybe we do something nice. You know, we make some offering. Worship, that's called worship. Now, I can make offerings to God because if I do, he's got really good stuff that he gives me in return, you know? That's pious. Right, right now, billions of people are appro approaching the Supreme, saying, hey, God, give me something. Give me daily bread. Give me health. Uh, help me find a good job, a good mate. You see? Help me pass this test. Help me get out of school. Help me, help me, help me. Do, do, do. Serve me, serve me. Give me, give me, give me. And that is pious. Nothing wrong with that. But if we can advance it a little bit, add in the, the magic of love, my dear Lord, what can I do for you? I want to serve you. I don't have any resources to serve you, my Lord. So give me resources to serve you. Give me the intelligence to serve you. Please engage me in your loving devotional service while you've taken care of me for eternity. And I want to, I want to give back. So show me how, you know, empower me to do this. You see, this is a, a big undertaking. So you've got to have a big desire to do it. So that starts by making this prayer that we were chanting earlier. And we'll say it again together. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, again. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Translation, oh my dear Lord, oh energy of God, please engage me in your loving devotional service. Please empower me to serve you, to please you. In other words, uh, you have been loving me for eternity and you've been conscious of it. I have been unconscious for the time that I've been in this material world. But before I came here, there was an eternity before that that we were together. We were very close. We were uh, exchanging love. I want that back, you see? So for me to get back to the position that I was before I came here and lost my consciousness, lost my spiritual conscience, how, how can I say we lost it? Because we're struggling to get it. You see? You don't take, how many people have you known that take birth and they're <laughs> totally God conscious from their first breath? Well, they're not conscious of anything. We're born in the darkness of ignorance. You may be born in America, but you, you can't speak English. You can't speak anything. You don't know how to cleanse yourself or feed yourself. You see what I mean? So uh, we've lost our consciousness of everything, including our relationship with God. And this process of bhakti yoga is simply a process to get that back on a personal, loving basis. Now, you may say, hold on, I just I don't know if I'm ready for that. 
you know, I'd rather have God more of an arm length, you know. I don't know if I want God in my face. To tell you the truth, I'm a little comfortable as it is with him somewhere out yonder. And I can kind of, depending on my mood, uh, decide what and where and how he is. You see what I mean? Because then I don't have to deal. If I allow God, the Supreme, to have a personality, well, that changes our relationship tremendously now, doesn't it? Now you got to figure out, what does he want from me? You see, as long as he's just spirit or energy, what are some of the buzzwords they use for that now? Um, the universal energy, or yeah, the universe. That's the that's the fave right now. It seems like you know, having a hard day. Put it out to the universe. You know, I love it when people say that. You know, what is it? Lots of big rocks and ice and vacuum. That's gonna, you know. So where do we get that? You know. Throw it out to the universe. So in other words, if you say that, and I've tried this with people and, you know, they like twist their head at me and think I'm crazy, which they're probably true. Um, I say, well, gee whiz, the universe, put it out to the universe. Well, then that means you're acknowledging that the universe must have a personality. If you're going to put your troubles out the universe and see what it has in store for you, that means it must have a plan, right? So we're talking more than just rocks out there, gigantic rocks and lots of them, you know? So what is our fixation on the universe? So it's kind of like we know there's a personality out there. We know it, you see? We're just not always ready to deal with it. But we know it. We can imagine that the universe can do something that those gigantic rocks out there whirling around can do something. Uh, what if there's another creature on the other side of the universe and he's putting it out to the universe? That would be you. What are you going to do? You're out there throwing it to him. You're throwing your troubles to him and he's throwing his troubles to you. Huh? This doesn't make sense, does it? So actually we know uh, the universe has a personality there is a plan behind that. All those rocks out there didn't get there by accident. There is a creator that had a creative plan, and we're all part of it, you see. So as inconvenient as it could be for us to allow God to have a personality, and we have to deal with him on a personal basis, dealing with the supreme entity on a personal basis. Well, it's not that scary. We should be scared that we don't deal with him on a personal basis, right? I mean, sometimes people say to me, that's a little scary to think that there's a supreme personality. Meaning, what if I goof up? What if I do something wrong? You see, wouldn't it be worse for there to be a supreme personality, which it's impossible to argue 
that there is not. What if he's there and we're ignoring him? You see? I mean, we, we certainly do want to, um, to deal with this supreme lover, the supreme source of pleasure and love. So I think I've got time for a question or perhaps two. If anybody has a question or perhaps two, anybody? <coughs> Nobody? No questions? Wow, okay, that's good. You don't have to have them. Okay. Yeah. You go first and then. So should we fantasize, demonize, or utilize? <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, let's realize. Let's come. Uh, we can fantasize. God is, and I fill in my own blank. God is love. God is the sunset. God is the sunrise. God is whatever I want him to be today. That doesn't interfere with what I want him to be or what I want to do. So we can fantasize. Uh, we can demonize. You know, he's the source of all my troubles. You know, uh, because of him, we're, we haven't had rain, or, or we can demonize the creation. Why this creation is such temptation, uh, so many, so much temptation for me to enjoy this creation through my senses. So therefore, it is evil. You see, or we can, uh, we can utilize this creation. It's his. Let's offer it to him. We can harness this creation and use it for him. We can utilize it for his uh, service. You see? It's like a child. Uh, a child wants to make some sort of an offering to the father for the father's birthday. I want to make my dad a birthday card. So I go to mom and I say, hey, mom, do we have any paper? Well, yeah. Do we have any crayons? Oh, yeah. Do we have an envelope? Oh, yeah. In other words, the resources for the card for dad are coming from dad. He bought them, you see. But the, the child adds love. I'm taking the resources that I find within my household, and I'm going to make a card to express my love to my father, you see. Now, the father doesn't look at it and say, well, this is really dumb looking. You misspelled love. It's not L-U-V. You see what I mean? No, the father says, oh, this is wonderful. This is fabulous because I accept the love that you're offering to me. You see, so we can utilize this uh, material world to serve God and become very, very happy. Is that okay? Yeah. You said it a lot more succinctly than I did last week. Oh, I don't know. I, I caught most of your class. I thought it was pretty good. Ganga Mantri Prabhu, you had a question. So, <coughs> in, the, in the seventh chapter, when Krishna describes that um, thousands among men who endeavor, or who endeavor for, or no, many, many thousands among men who in endeavor for perfection. Hardly one knows me in truth. So the Siddhas will be the, the impersonalists who 
realize Krishna's impersonal, but Krishna says that it's more rare that someone realizes the personal feature. So, so it seems like Krishna's contradicting himself because he says, you know, the impersonal, the personal, impersonal is troublesome, but it seems like there's more people Real, uh, more souls realizing the impersonal aspect right. is to realize Krishna. More people are trying in that aspect. Uh, that's kind of like the default. Let me find God kind of on my own, you know. And out of, and, and let's just say you find a liberation into the impersonal Brahman. Krishna says of many, many thousands of those people who can actually do that, Hardly anyone knows me, you see. But then he turns right around and says, but if you want me, five times, he says it in that verse, five times, me, me. If you want me, then I'll do it for you, you see. I'll, I'll make this all happen. You have to want me. But if you say, no, no, I want to get liberation, on my own. Well, that kind of keeps us in the same uh, situation that we found ourselves in when we left him to begin with. I want to strike out without you, and I want to do things that I want to do, how I want to do it, when and if I want to do it. And also, maybe I'm a little envious of your position, and I can maybe be equal to or better than you, so I want liberation without you, meaning without you as a person, you see. So I'm going to go merge into the energy of God. So that's common. That's very, very common. And for those who can actually go merge into the Brahm Jyoti, uh, practically none of, none of them know him in full. And yet Krishna says, but if you become my devotee, if you put me in the center of your life and start to worship me, then I'll, I'll make all the arrangements. We'll have our personal relationship back, you see, our, our loving exchange. <coughs> our liberation can't, be, can't give us what we really, really want. We can, if we get liberated into the, the light, the impersonal Brahman, we can get our sat feature uh, we can understand our eternality, uh, cheat our knowledge. We can, we have our gun, our knowledge of everything, but we don't get another. We don't get our eternal blissful nature, which comes from love, Ex from a supreme exchange of supreme love with the supreme lover. To get that, which really we all want, bliss above. Uh, anything and everything else, to get that, we have to go to that source of it, which is our loving relationship with Krishna. So, all right, I think I should roll it up here. Thank you all so much. Hare Krishna, all glories to Srila Prabhupada.